right, so uh, we're going to get into this real quick. Um, we just lost, we did about half an episode, and we just lost the audio. So we're going to try to get into this. Um, welcome today. Uh, today we're talking about Evolution. Uh, it's an Ivan Reitman um, sci-fi comedy. came out in 2001. Uh, this movie stars Julianne Moore as Allison Reed, Sean William Scott as Wayne Gray, David Duchovny as Ira Kane, Orlando Jones as Harry Block, Dan Aykroyd as Governor Lewis. Um, it also has uh, a few cameos in here, uh, including Dan Aykroyd, and not really cameos, but, you know, a little quick little role. Sarah yeah. Silverman's in this. Dan Aykroyd's in this. John Cho is even in this. Um, Ty Burrell is in this. And then we got uh, Ethan Supley and Donkey Lips from Slucha Short. So we had um, Budnick on Terminator 2, and we have um, Donkey Lips on this movie. So if you've ever seen Salute Your Shorts, you know who we're talking about. Oh, I have seen, seen <laughs> Salute Your Shorts. Camp on Awana. We hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. I've saluted my shorts before. You've saluted your shorts. No, that was a great so. show. Who else was, was in that show? Uh, um... I could find the actor and yeah. just look at yeah. look at the show. Ted Levine is also in this movie. Uh, we talked about him in uh, Shutter Island. He played the sadistic guard, if you remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, the cast for Salute Your Shorts, and I don't recognize... And, uh, do you know Ethan Supley was in Salute Your yes, Shorts? Yes, I do remember that, actually. I don't remember. He, he only played like one or two episodes, I guess. Yeah. But... Um, who was the counselor in that? Do you remember? Oh, Kirk Bailey. That's right. Anyways, we get beyond that. But uh, we're talking about evolution today. We had a couple other movies planned this month. Uh, it'd be in the month of February. Uh, we were going to do some, not quite rom-coms, um, yeah. but we had a couple we want to talk about, and we're probably still going to do one of those next week. Um, and then, guys, get ready, because in March we have... <clears throat> We have a certain kind of month. We have the month of Adam Sandler. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So uh, things that we didn't do last year. Uh, what are some of the ones that we didn't do last year? Big Daddy. Or not Big Daddy. Uh, Billy Madison. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do Waterboy. No. Uh, Click. Yep. I love, um, I love that movie. A lot of people don't like Pixels. That's like one of my son's favorite movies is Pixels. So we might yeah. talk about that. Um, you know, I mean, we should actually talk about funny people, I think. Really, it's I think not, we should, it, but it's, it's not in that that vein of it's not. Uh, what is it, Happy Madison? But neither, but neither is uh, Punch Drunk Love, right? But that's know. why we had the April Fools. And for those of you that don't know, the uh, the episode that's out there labeled as Punch Drunk, Punch Drunk Love that's actually a secret episode, and it's actually an episode secret. on Mr. Deeds. It's a secret. So if you ever wanted us to talk about Mr. Deeds, we've already done it. Go to the episode that says Punch Drunk Love. Listen to that. And we will know. And yes, because we... We will find you. We, we watch, we Not see really. which episodes are being watched. You know what's been being watched from our, epi- uh, from our episodes? What is that? More lately. What? It's got like like 50 or Don't 100 say episodes. Don't say toys. It has 50 or 100 more listens than some of our other ones. What's that? Um, uh, Minority Report. That's weird. For whatever the reason. Now, that is titled... It's not weird, but... It's titled Minority Report, but mostly a top 10 list. 
So maybe people uh, search in podcast top ten. Right, right, right. Which is why we try to do top top five or top ten lists um, as much as we can because we know that you guys like that. We know that we like it. And speaking of which, let's get to our top five real quick. Today we're doing our top five Ivan Reitman movies. We don't have to get Correct. much into these because we will probably eventually do a lot of these. And uh, we kind of already did it, too. We've so already done a yes, couple correct. of them, at least. So, yeah. um, What was your number five? Uh, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. I have the same thing. That was a great movie. Uh, what I liked about that is that Arnold Schwarzenegger... He, uh, you know, he was in a bunch of movies like like Bill Murray was in a bunch of Ivan Reitman movies, Correct. you know, Twins and uh, Kindergarten Cop and Junior and everything. Mm. And Ivan Reitman's good at, you know, you have Ghostbusters, could have been a scary movie, he made it into a comedy. You have Evolution, could have been an action movie about aliens, he made it into a comedy. Right. Kindergarten Cop, he is an action star of the 80s, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest action star of the 80s, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Correct. And he put him in three different comedy movies. Yeah, yep. Playing against type, like who thought Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> would be a good comedic actor? He's a hilarious comedic or, actor. Or a pregnant man. Right. You know, you know whenever, you ju- whenever you juxtapose something from what it's supposed to be, that's comedy gold, right? I mean, yes. it's supposed to be. Yeah, so that, that's why I like about that. You know, he does a really good job. Great lines in Kindergarten Cop, you know. I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. Uh, it's not a it's, tumor. <laughs> it's, no, it's not a tumor. <laughs> Everybody's got their own. Yeah, the, the, said that to the wife. She didn't really get it too much. Uh, she, did she not? She's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Why are you talking to that voice? I'm like, that's my Arnold voice. She needs to watch more movies. You need to let her know. I tell her all the time. She needs to get on it. But the problem is, is she pauses every five seconds. So it's very kind of hard to watch a movie through and through. Jeez. It doesn't take three to four hours to watch. So Yeah. That was a weird movie with the, the father and his weirdly possessive close mother. That would like they did everything together, including crime and kidnapping and all that good stuff. Yes, very weird movie. Um, Anyways, um, great movie if you get his partner in that. What's her name? I can't remember, but she is hilarious in that movie. Oh no, it's uh, uh, she's sick the whole time, isn't it? um, Joan Cusack? No, no. uh, I know this actress. I just can't think of her name right now. Um, What's your number four? Uh, My number four is Evolution. Evolution. Yeah. Okay, um, I have number three at Evolution. We're about to talk about that. Um, my number four is Stripes. Pamela Reed is the... Pamela Reed, that's yes. right. Stripes, number three. And in, in Kindergarten Cop, she had a great... Uh, okay. What is it, like a German... I think she was a uh, German accent. Yes. Yeah, that was really good. So, your, your number three... Uh, you said your number four is... Stripes. Is my stripes. number three is Evolution. Your number four is uh, it, Evolution. And so number three is Stripes. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, they're switched. Yes. Okay. So, we're about to talk about Evolution. So, Stripes, great movie. You don't really get to see Harold Ramis in much acting because, you know, past Ghostbusters, you know, you got a couple things here and there, but mostly he was just a director, and that was right. really his passion, you know, writing and directing. Yeah. So, um, it was cool. You got to see him and Bur- Bill Mur- Burry. Burry, we'll just call him Burry for yeah. sure. Bill Murray. Um, he, uh, Ivan know, Reitman's muse, in yeah, my opinion. Exactly. One of, yeah, exactly. Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, um, Stripes, Meatballs. Meatballs. Uh, wasn't there another one that he was in? Maybe. No, I think it was a cameo or something. Like, but, um, yeah. I just like Stripes because, you know, back in the good old days when Bill Murray and Ivan Reitman, or I mean, uh, Harold Ramius before they, get, you know, stopped talking and... They played, you know, John Candy is great in it. Oh, man. The drill instructor is hilarious. Yeah. hilarious. I mean, and Bill Murray is obviously like 
most movies, he's just playing Bill Murray. And they're they're extremely young. This is the young one of the youngest versions of these three actors that you're going to get. Yeah, you extremely know? young, and because young, even more scruffy. Yeah, like I guess. Like, like John Candy looks so much younger in this film than he did in in his Stripes than he did in any anything else he's ever done that I think of. Yeah, you know? was Bobcat Goldthwait in? Stripes? Well, that from what I hear, he's actually Bill Murray's like best friend, I believe. Or who's who's? No, I, I know who you're talking about because oh no, Bobcat's uh, Robin Williams' best friend. Yeah, he was good on that. Um, yeah, because he you know he won't do. The character anymore no you know um he refuses to do the the character he used to do back in the day so back in the 90s if people don't know there was a few there was a kind of like a little trendy type thing going on where actors would not be themselves they would put on a public persona and then have that public persona also in the movies but it's not really how they were basically like andy kaufman syndrome yeah so there and there's andy kaufman um another a big one besides bobcat goldthwaite was um uh Polly shore yeah he did the weasel character yeah. and that became hugely popular on mtv he, he, he did. Adam Sandler's got a little bit of that too. If you notice, he does a lot of type of, and, and a lot of the actors in his films are like that too. You know, uh, you know the ones that he are in the uh, uh, Sandlerverse or Adamverse, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of those actors are very. You find them acting basically the same kind of character in all their films. You know, and and maybe it's a Saturday Night Live thing or something. You know, because I don't, or it, like you said, it could have been more, probably more likely an Andy Kaufman thing. Like right. you got to keep that up twenty four seven because I'm sure with their co- closest friends, yeah, you'd be normal. Right. But anytime there was a camera around, just in case they were caught on camera. They would have that persona. So, yeah. Pauly Shore, he had the weasel character that you know where he dressed crazy, talked funny, and uh, he did that shtick on MTV. He was a VJ on there. He uh, was in in the Army Now. He was in yeah. Son in Law. He was in uh, Encino Man, and he did that same weasel character. Hell, he even did a voice in the Goofy movie. And he did that same weasel character for a different character, you know, the same type of, you know, the leaning tower of cheese. Yeah, <laughs> the goofy movie. You know, loved it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's it's you know they they did these characters and everything, and I don't know. That's that's I don't. I think we got on a Bobcat Goldthwait uh, <laughs> thread, and I don't even know where we were at at that moment. Yeah. So uh, what's going. your number two? Uh, Ghostbusters Uno. Ghostbusters one and uh, and. Uh, you know, I cheated. I put Ghostbusters one and two together at my, on my top spot, um, and so you have Ghostbusters two as uh, or number one as your number two, and part two as your number one. Yes, yes, correct. Okay. Um, yeah, a, a, a night at the museum. Ghostbusters two, a night at the museum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> alternative so, titles. Yeah, but I mean, the song with the walking Statue of Liberty. You just can't your love is keeping me higher than I ever been lifted before. Yeah, you. Sorry. Uh, my number two. Uh, we already talked about Ghostbusters. Skip number two. My number two is Draft Day. Uh, there's something about that movie. I don't know why. Have you ever seen it? No. So I don't know why. It's about the Cleveland Browns, and you know I used to be stationed there. It has a lot of sights I've seen. Everything. I don't know much about sports, um, but it kind of shows, and I'm sure it's very highly dramatized. 
of how the process usually goes. But I mean, it shows from when he wakes up in the morning at the beginning of the movie. Is it dramatized or is it dramatized? To, towards whatever. I don't know what it's. But okay. towards the end of the movie, he <laughs> uh, he was finishing up the draft. So it just takes place in one day. But. Um, it's a whole process of him being on the phone and calling different managers and then like trying to psych them out. And I'm sure there's a lot of that too. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing when we're drafting for, uh, you know, fantasy, which I only do because it's a fun game. You know, like I said, I don't care about sports or anything. We know. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I used to aggravate you and dad because I give you crap about your, your teams and because I just wouldn't care. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's just really cool. Kevin Costner's in it. It has um, Tom Welling as a football player. It has Dennis Leary as a coach. It has Jennifer Gardner in it. I think I'm going to have to watch this movie. It's a it really, sounds really good. Yeah, it has uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman in it. And yeah. I, I, I usually don't like movies like that, but like that and Jerry Maguire, certain sports movies will get me excited. I do like them and everything. Well, what about Moneyball? Have you seen I love that? Moneyball. Yeah, well, I that's, love that's, that's another yeah. uh, sports. I, I get intrigued by the science behind it, like yeah. the numbers and how they actually, and to see that this is actually what they did. You know, yeah. the Oakland A's really just changed baseball forever. Dra- drafting and, yeah, and, and, and how they yeah. build their teams yeah. and stuff. I mean, it just changed it forever. So I, I, I like those. And I, I think, you know, he's got, he's obviously got a uh, an amazing, uh, you know, list of movies that he's done. So, obviously, his three most famous movies, Ivan Reitman, uh, is Orientation, Foxy Lady, and Cannibal Girls. Yeah, that makes total oh, sense. Oh, 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 oh. I'm, no, no, no. Wait, what are we talking I, about I confused right my notes. Not the most popular. Those are the first three movies he did. Ah, I gotcha. That nobody's ever heard of. So, after that was Meats. 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 I got Stripes yeah. and Meatballs. And Meat. so, I tried to say Stripe Balls and Meats. The Vegetables and the Meats. So, Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Twins, Ghostbusters 2, Kindergarten Cop, Dave, Junior, Father's Day, Six Days, Seven Nights, Evolution, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, No Strings Attached, and Draft Day. I skipped a couple here and there, but that's basically his list of movies, all the movies that he's done. Yeah, a lot of the newer ones kind of just fell off, really, because, like, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, you know, come on now. That was a little rough. I, I wasn't a huge fan. I think I watched that once, never came back to it. No Strings Attached. Uh, I enjoyed Friends and Benefits better. It was the, it was the Armageddon. I of, just of the two movies. I've never seen those. It was the volcano of the two movies. Yeah, you know, you have yeah. those movies that are released yeah. that are about each other. Volcano and Dante's Peak. Volcano yeah. was more popular. Armageddon, Deep Impact. Armageddon was more popular. I just feel like my best friends or my be- friends with benefits is better than no string we i got my best friend's wedding <laughs> and so do you on the brain <laughs> i've never seen either of those two films you haven't no skip no strings attached i love ivan reitman but uh justin timberlake and mia kunis have a lot better chemistry than ashton kutcher and natalie portman it's just a better it's just a I more fun that. movie i think yeah. but i mean this is just a uh like not all of these were great fantastic movies but you know these movies it's one of these and, and there was a couple of these that they, that surprised me like i did not know that was him you know but then when yeah. you watch him you're kind of like okay i get it you, you feel his his sense of filmmaking he wasn't it. the judge right in this film in in evolution oh, no. okay I was thinking of somebody because no. I looked at him. I was like, "We kind of looks like." I don't think bit. he's ever done any cameos. I wonder if he has. Well, that's any. Oh wait, he's got three acting credits. Oh, I guess he did. No strings attached. He was the uh, director for Secret High. Um, in Ghostbusters. Oh, he was the voice of Zool and Slimer in Ghostbusters. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, for Zool and uh, Slimer. 
And, and a, a, a Slimer. And Ghostbusters 2, he was the man walking outside the firehouse, and that, he did Slimer again. Uh, so. That was I didn't my, know that was, was a my, voice of Slimer. That was my horrible Brita, Brita voice. And, uh, and the Slimer. She's so funny. Remember how she says bagels? How does <laughs> yeah. Brita say bagels? Bagel. <laughs> oh, great. So much for bagels. So much for what? The bagels. You dropped them on the floor. Uh, they're called bagels. Uh, I lived in New York, Troy. I know what a bagel is. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? What? You say bagel wrong. I say it the same as you. Let's say it again. Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're watching Community right now. This is a show that we literally could have a podcast over. I'm just saying, and don't edit that out because that's serious. Like, Community is one of those ones where it's just there's so many pop culture references there's so many but like our pop culture you yeah. know like when yeah. we were growing everything up, that we would get yes yes that we would get and then just you know the fact that they have literal you know paintball episodes every season I love those episodes and and, and, and they, well and then the, the pillow fort as well well and see that's how they counteracted it so you didn't have constant just paintball like the show wasn't known for paintball to be less violent yeah no, those were the best episodes. I'm, I'm watching it now. Again, the paintball episodes, so. the the pillow four episodes, the uh, the Brit is uh, the worst. The claymation episodes. Yes, and I really, honestly think, as many of great actors that are on that show, I think Britta is the best. I just really? think I just think that she is so confident in who she is and so unaware of well, who well, she is. Who can you relate to most on this show? Well, I like, think I think personally. Joel McHale is obviously the person that all the audience is supposed to see it through because all the others are like these huge crazy personalities that are off the wall or and he's kind of I guess the most down to earth and just kind of looking at all of these others as absurdities you know what i mean yeah. so i think he's like our vehicle to put ourselves in because you can't really put yourself into any of those people i could with so troy. absurd i know i could with troy because you know he he's he's the the jock in high school kind of thing but then when he when you find Not out who he really that, yeah. is i know but when you find out what he's how he really is he's a nerd he's just a bit big he's, he's a nerd and he's, he's not really like like yeah if he went to, you know troy went back from college troy to high school troy yeah, that his peers would laugh at him, you know, think and call him a nerd and all this other stuff. But that's who he really is, you know. And then that's kind of the way I, I really relate to Troy more than any of them. What I like about Community is that they obviously started out to be a thing between uh, Britta, Joe, and, and or yeah, what's his Jeff. name, Jeff and Britta, yeah, and uh, Troy and Annie, yeah. And man, that switched real quick. It by really by the end of the first season, it was like, okay, you could see the writers go, yeah, well, let's put Jeff with with Annie. Yeah. And have Britta maybe try stuff with Troy. Yeah. And then that didn't really work. They didn't like know what to do with Britta. Eventually they got back. And I was happy about it because when I first watched that show, Britta was my least favorite character. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. Troy was up there. Abed was up there. Yeah. Even Annie was up there. She was hilarious. But honestly, Britta was not even close to being my favorite. The reason she's my favorite now is because she is so sure of herself and who she is. And, you know, she talks down to other people. But she's completely unaware that she's nothing like that, and she's yeah. actually the worst. Yeah, she is the worst. And, and Britta is the worst. And in in frantic moments when someone's getting the best of her, or or something bad is happening to her, she's flipping out. 
you see the realization in her head that she doesn't have her crap together. She's literally she's just like a mess. Yeah, she's she's a mess, and and she she is literally one of the fakest characters. You know, you, you she finds herself. You know. Uh, a quarter way through the seasons, you know, through the show or whatever, and she's con- she does find herself, but it takes a while because, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't. Nobody ever told her she was wrong, or nobody ever told her this. Well, she's you know, constantly they- surprised about who she is. Like she, it's it's obviously apparent to everybody that she's a wreck and she doesn't know what she wants and she's trying to be high and mighty. But it always fails for her the high and mightiness. And then she, when she realizes that you know she finally you know those moments where she sees herself like everybody else obviously sees her. I don't know. I just I, I know there's great parts about it. Senor Chang and uh, the oh, Dean. Man. Dean is one of my favorite Hilarious. parts of the show and everything. But anyways, I, I just John think, Goodman shows up in the show too. And yeah, you're just like. It was wow, just the like, last the last time or two that I've gone through that because I've gone through the show a oh, few times, too. but the last time or two that I've gone through it, I'm like, you know what, Britta is genius in this, and, oh, yeah. and I have to find a way. Maybe we'll review the show sometime, but I have to find a way to articulate better what it is about her because it is something I just can't put my finger on it right now. But uh, we gotta get back to this. Yeah, um, I already talked about who is in it and everything. Let's just go ahead and jump into the movie. You know what our problem is, right? What? We spent too much time with uh, Jen and Lisa, uh, Alicia that we, uh, we, you know, we we don't really talk about the movie we get with them. ADD yeah, brain yeah, and we just go off and talk about, about other stuff. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> but this is not one of those movies we really got to dive deep in. No, because uh, sometimes, and uh, I think it's an Alicia thing too. Uh, she likes to get off topic about other things. You know, it's very ADD, kind of like me. You know, you just think of something, you got to say it. You yeah. got to say it, but you know, you think it has something to do with the movie. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, or whatever. But you got to <laughs> say it, and uh, then you end up just getting off topic. And that's why we always choose just that's real, how drunk people do too. Th- that's why we always just choose real crap movies with them because we know the conversation is just going to go off oh, the rails, whether it's their fault or well, ours. It, it is kind of. I mean, and you know, we're going to tell a little secret here, but it is kind of funny because then we got we get to make Alicia watch really stupid movies, <laughs> and then she she basically tells us that we end up having to pay for the movies. Yeah, after but it just makes it so much more funnier. Just to make Alicia uh, you know, watch <laughs> the stupidest movies we could think of, because then they then they come back with us, at, you know, with with Sharknado and <laughs> some of these most ridiculous. Like we got real close to doing Killer Clowns in Outer Space, and I just yeah, did but not want to. They do did that. come up with another one. I can't remember what it was. They talked about it in their last episode, but yeah, I think we talked about right after. Stay tuned about how we should. Hey, let's start picking movies that just really suck, just to see what Alicia's reaction yes. is. <laughs> have them on for. So that should be fun. Yes, correct. So this movie had the opportunity to be Ghostbusters, but with aliens, and it missed right. the, it missed the chance to do that. Yeah, but I still think it was a, a pretty fun movie. Yeah, but it's fun in a way where it's not like, oh, let's watch that movie. It's so fun, like Tremors. Yeah, Tremors, I, lo- I love Tremors. I but love can it. you ever think of a time where you're not doing anything else that has to do with movies, and you go, you know what, I want to watch Tremors. Yeah, but if you notice that, like the the Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Usually, Tremors is always in one of the degrees. Well, I mean, that's, that how, that's how Jen uh, linked herself yeah, to Tremors. Yeah. Was through. But that's but, what I'm saying. It's just an easy one because, you know, you do have some stars on that show. But you know? the point I'm trying to make with Tremors is that Tremors is one of those movies where 
you never really are just like, you know what? I want to watch Tremors. Yeah. It's always like it's on TV and you're like, oh, Tremors is on. Yeah. And you're like so excited yeah. to watch it. Or you're scrolling through yeah. streaming or whatever, and you, you know, whether it's on Netflix or it's free somewhere, and you see Tremors. Oh, you know what? I haven't seen that forever. Yeah. But it's never a movie where you're just like not doing anything and suddenly it pops in your head and you're like, I, wanna, I haven't seen that movie forever. Well, I want to watch I, it. I was dreaming last night and then Tremors 13 popped in my head and I was just like, <laughs> did you write God to watch? Oh, there isn't one? No, there's 12, but... Oh, 12. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> no, so, you know, this movie, it, it did have... Ridiculousness. I mean, it... I have to turn this off it, last time. It, it had quite a bit of uh, nonsense in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And and same thing with, with Tremors. I, Tremors does no wrong. What am I talking about? But this movie, it was it's kind of like that, but it's a bit more forgettable. Yeah. Um, uh, it's definitely not... One of Ivan Reitman's uh, best movies, but that's kind of why we're. You well, know. it's on my top list, so at least it is. It is uh, on mine too, but like, you know, Ivan Reitman for me isn't like a Spielberg. It's not like a right. Christopher <clears throat> Nolan or George Lucas or whatever. He's a great comedic filmmaker. I mean, yeah, he's got tons of classics, and he's done Ghostbusters. That's huge. Yeah, but the rest of his catalog movies, it's not like a Spielberg thing where like almost everything is just like. Wow, you know that's an Academy worthy. Well, it's really picture or whatever. For for me, what's great with Ivan Reitman, especially in this this movie, proves it. You know, he does funny sci-fi very well. You know what I mean? Like like science fiction, but funny. And where a lot of directors will try to get in, a lot of writers will try to get in there and do this. And it's very rare that you can pull it off. I mean, it's like, you know, Galaxy Quest is another one. You know what I mean? Galaxy Which is another one that we've already talked about <laughs> right. and never released. Yeah. But Galaxy Quest is another Join one. Join our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's another thing like that, you know, as far as he does sci-fi comedy very well. And, you know, it's two of my favorite types of movies, yeah. sci-fi and comedy. You know, those two together is even better yeah you know and and this is kind of like the ghostbusters where it doesn't really become a worldwide threat until the very end you know yeah. it's not like an independence day where it's an aliens movie yeah. and the whole world gets involved it's more like a men in black but not as dark yeah and well and well, men probably black, a roundabout men in black is what evolution basically should have been correct probably correct now <clears throat> obviously they're completely different stories and everything but it had the feel of what yeah. evolution could have been it feels like evolution was eh, it was hard because I mean this was like eighty million dollars and only made back like forty it made back like half of what they they uh, spent on it mm -hmm. so it was considered a flop uh, it, it it's now gained some no, uh, you know some no, notoriety not notoriety because it's not like a bad thing but it's gained like kind of a cult following yeah. now um, but you know well, I, and the fact that you, you okay. You got aliens and you stick David Duchovny in the same movie. Mm. It's it's a good chemistry, well, right? Well, the thing is that like people when they see David Duchovny <clears throat> in at this time when this movie came out, they think Fox Mulder, you yeah. know. And so they got Mulder, but just like a non-serious, just funny, not really caring much version of Mulder. You a know? lazy version of Mulder. Right. This is this is all Mulder wanted was to meet yeah. the aliens yeah. and everything. And now he's meeting the aliens and he's having fun with it and stuff. But, you know, I enjoy movies like this where the threat doesn't become, uh, you know, a, a worldwide thing. But it's contained to, you know, a small group of people that are fighting it. Uh, you know, because you, you can tell many stories like that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and and tell it in many different ways with many different personalities. Um, once you bring in the worldwide threat, and then, you know, it's an action movie. It's a completely different movie or whatever. But 
I like the small one where you have a like small band of fighters that use absurd means to take down a threat like you know head and shoulder shampoo or whatever. I mean, it, 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 you know, it's they did throw that bit of of uh, comedy right there, saying you know head and shoulders shampoo. Yeah, but also you know they're they're also trying to to point out the fact that you know this is a somewhat science based because this is a an actual element. You know what I mean? You Selenium. Know, yeah, it's yeah. an actual element. On the periodic table. And I wonder what the and, science and is on that. We should have probably gotten like a scientist to like at least, you know, comment on that. I don't know any scientists. Do you? I don't know any scientists. I mean, Bill Nye says we all know him. I, I, I haven't done very well. Because he is the science guy. I haven't done very well on my social networking as an adult. I, I haven't included many intellectuals. Did you see the connection between uh, Ted Levine and Julian Moore? Do you know the connection? Think about it. Okay. Uh, what serial killer did Ted Levine play? Buffalo Bill. Okay. And what character did Julianne Moore play? Clarice. There we go. But they weren't in the same movie. They're still in the oh, same. I thought that you meant like it's they were the in the same, same movie universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I maybe not. Maybe not because the two different it Clarices. It might be a be. different dimension. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They got they got Anthony Hopkins to play. Anytime that he's Hannibal, that's got to be the same universe or whatever. They just got not necessarily. Actor. I mean, it and could I'm be sorry, a whole different. Dim- it could be an alternate timeline. I'm sorry, but what's her name did a lot better at Clarice. Oh yeah. Uh. Uh, uh, um, oh my gosh, Jodie Foster. Yeah, Jodie Foster. <laughs> she did a, she did a lot better job at, at Clarice than Julianne Moore. But um, yeah, so well, Julianne Moore's was a lot more confident of a Clarice. I mean, yeah, she was supposed to be kind of the future Clarice, who's who is taking on many more cases at this point. But I thought she did a lot more confident role where Jodie Foster would kind of was like, no, Julianne Moore played an FBI officer, right? Jodie Foster played Clarice Starling, yeah. You know, there's a difference. Like, Clarice True. wasn't, like, you know, Juliet Moore was just, like, you know, it was an action deal. You know, she the first time you saw her, she was kicking in the door, yeah. I think. And, yeah. you know, she was being this FBI agent. Clarice, she was an FBI agent, but she was more about, like, the investigations, the science of yeah. it, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, she was very soft-spoken, and she had subtleties and everything. Anyway, much yeah, better but, made but, movie. But Judy, Judy, uh, Jody Foster was like at the top of her game, though, because like she, you wouldn't she see was. her get caught up like Julianne Moore got caught. No, but I've never been a huge, huge fan of Julianne Moore. I think she's serviceable in most of her roles, but I've never seen anything that's really blown me away from her. Well, I don't know this movie. I mean, can you this really movie, have something that stands out? There? Yeah, this movie was pretty good. What her role in this movie? This one? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so I like this because it's almost like they did evolution, and then Barry Sonnenfeld said, "Like I'm going to do that better." You know, he took yeah. all the things that worked and all the things that didn't, and then made Men in Black. Okay. So, um, you know, this is around the time where they're so they were still experimenting. 2003, right? So they're exp- still experimenting with CGI. Okay. You know, and it's it's okay. Right. It's not good. But it's enough to kind of ignore for the most part. Um, it's about like Starship Troopers quality. Yeah, Star- I think actually it's Starship a Troopers little bit did better. a little bit better. Really, I think it was it the did, other way around. No, because Starship Troopers had a way better uh, budget and they used more practical effects. Yeah, the only problem with Starship Troopers a lot of times when you're seeing gigantic bugs, it almost seems like the camera's just like sitting right behind them, and some person is just you know walking behind, or no, no, like. In between, I don't know. Using perspective, I think, to film. I think the visuals were amazing in Starship Troopers, and they did a lot of practical stuff to where it was like almost gross, you know, like the 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 practical aliens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas Evolution, every single one was CGI. 
Yeah. You know, there's no practical effects. Anyways. Um, so we had in the mo- in the same movie, uh, Buffalo Bill, Stifler, Phil Dunphy, and Donkey Lips. It's a great movie. And Clarice. And Clarice, yeah. You fly back to school now, little Starling. Fly, fly, fly. And Fox. And the seven-up guy. And the seven-up guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got Buffalo Bill in here. Stifler, how do you think Sean William Scott did? Uh, he He's the same character. He's one of those he's actors that plays Stifler. He's Stifler in everything. I heard somebody it's say... It's hard to see him not as Stifler. I don't know if this is on a video or what, but I've heard somebody say that, you know, when he first started out, he was Stifler. Yeah. He's eventually become Sean William Scott and has earned his way out of that name. Okay. But, you know, there's a point where you can kind of, you know, he's just, <laughs> he's Stifler for life. Yeah. You know, once you play a character like that and then you don't really do much a lot after, like he did some things, but not much, then you're kind of stuck with that name. So you're, you're forever going to be Stifler. Um, and I think it, uh, let's see what I got. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have much to really talk about uh one thing i did want to say is i don't think ivan reitman knows really how to end a movie so ghostbusters they beat the thing and then it just cut to ernie hudson saying i love this town and the credits started rolling as they were coming out of the building there was no kind of wrap up it was just kind of like this weird thing like they saved her and before they even got off the building credits were starting to roll um in the second one they shot the thing and they, you see a painting, Ghostbusters, and then the credits start rolling as they're walking down the steps of the museum. Yeah, it kind of, it just feels like a real abrupt ending, you know. Uh, this movie, it just, you know, they they do their thing uh, and uh, they get their awards, and uh, Julianne Moore and David come to go on the fire truck, and then it kind of zooms into the door, and like the three eyed smiley face comes out, and that's how it ends. Yeah, because then they as far quickly as you do know, a head and shoulders commercial, and then it ends for real. Yeah. And it's like, it's a weird way. I just don't think he ends movies very well. Well, and it's, you know, it's like, okay, so did Julianne Moore just become a the, the night school's, you know, biology teacher or something? Well, she left her career for her man. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's so late. Thinks John Scott's like hitting on her. She's like, I'm with. I'm kind of with him. I'm actually with him. And you're like, this came, I said oh, 2003 okay. earlier. I meant really that this came out in 2001. But yeah, she well because she fell with her face in his, in his yeah. lap and everything. So you know, she he's like, oh hey, you know, blah blah blah. And she's like, oh actually, I'm with him. I'm kind of with him. Yeah. Even though they weren't really right. So basically, what this movie is about is a large meteor uh, crashes in the Arizona desert uh, while at night. A training firefighter, a guy who wants to be a firefighter, uh, played by Sean William Scott, has thrown a dummy in a shack and lit it on fire so he can go and run in, <laughs> save the devil. Like an idiot, he, he throws her in there. Her. Throws the doll in there, goes and <laughs> was it going to be her? Lights it up, saves it. He doesn't worry about putting the fire out, right? No. no. I mean, so, it's in the middle of the freaking desert. You know, I don't think he, it's spreading. Yeah, apparently he's good with putting fires out because he doesn't really concentrate that. He didn't bring anything to practice putting the fire out. Just how apparently, to carry a dummy that probably weighs a quarter. Exactly. Of what a human All he does. needs to know is to how to pick someone up and carry him, which you know I think you would you should learn more about putting out fires but i mean i know that you got to save people too so and he didn't even do it in like any kind of like fireman's care or whatever picked it up real awkwardly and <laughs> cpr and everything anyways this meteor crashes down it, on his car <laughs> it, yeah it, it blows up his car goes down to this cavern um uh david duchovny and uh and orlando jones are both uh professors at a college a local community college um, Orlando Jones is a geologist and, uh, and a volleyball te- uh, coach who happens to be pretty good at right. his job. And uh, David Duchovny is a biologist. 
And uh, so uh, the biologist goes with the geologist to check this uh, to check this meteorite that hit. They break it open. There's a bunch of goo, primordial goo, they call it, that leaks out. They go and take it, test it, find out it's got single-celled organisms. It has 10 base pairs, whereas all life on Earth has four base pairs. And I'm, I can repeat that and tell it to you because I remember it. I don't know what it means, though, because I'm not a scientist. So... Look it up. I'm a scientist. <laughs> if you want. Anyway, so what ensues after that is watching how this evolves. And so basically this ooze, um, it has uh, basically a tendency to take over an entire planet within a month. So I think this movie takes over takes place over about two weeks because I know they said that uh, after the court proceedings, they kind of got banned from the place for two weeks from the army. It's basically Venom. Yeah, kind of, but I mean, even worse, because this thing, uh, basically what it does is once they're gone for a few hours, they come back and it's now multicellular organisms in the the uh, the, uh, microscope. And he he had only gone for like 30 minutes to go get Harry from the volleyball game, come back, and there's multicellular organisms. Mm -hmm. So it's done what they say is millions of years of evolution within a few hours. Right. and uh, it evolves even more, you know. So the whole place where the meteorite ends or, or lands in the caverns in the desert and everything, there's uh, life that starts to grow there. And within a couple of weeks, there's full-on foliage and animals and creatures. Most of them are insectoids. Uh, some of them are reptilian. And then eventually you get primate type stuff. So, you know, it's going through the whole Darwin chain of evolution of, of, of uh, you know, advancing creatures and everything. Um, and uh, then they find out fire is the reason that these things evolve. And uh, the military's plan is to just waste the whole caverns underneath to kill all the aliens with napalm, which obviously... Really smart decision. Yeah, yeah, at the last minute. They don't know, but but David Duchovny and his little groups, they figured out that fire actually makes the evolution, makes it advance quicker. So it actually helps the aliens to give them fire, and they're about to napalm. Show how stupid the military is in this movie. Right, or at least, you know, they didn't know. They hadn't figured it out yet, but they didn't take a phone call. You know, they wanted to keep David Cubney's. And there's a whole subplot of why he's he's not... He used to work with the military, but he's not working with them anymore and all that. But but basically, they they figure that out, and uh, they're like, um, we have to do something before they napalm because this is going to grow. And this is going to grow so big that we're not going to be able to stop it. Yeah. Um, so and, he, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Before you get that far ahead, um, I want to mention how I'm going to now be introducing everybody as my secretary. Just saying. What do you mean? That's, Who does that? Uh, the uh, If you watch the beginning of this movie, I, I believe it's uh, David Duchovny. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I think so. For all his students this or whatever? Is, no, this is my secretary. Oh, to, uh, for Alan <laughs> <Yeah>. Jones's... <laughs> <laughs> it's either it that or ma- maybe it was Orlando Jones that said it, but I, all I know is one of them said it. I just thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. He's like, this is my secretary. <laughs> this is my secretary, and he gets so pissed. That's the same thing like you, you could see Sean doing yeah. to Gus or whatever. <laughs> he does it quite often, yeah. actually. And, well, he always introduces them some weird name yeah. or whatever, which Gus is okay with because he doesn't want to be known by these criminals by his real name. Yeah. But which is unless quite it's, smart, unless actually, it's like George Decay or something like that, one yeah. of his idols, and he's like, "No, no, my name is Gus, you know, Burton <laughs> Gus." And then he tells him his real name. But yeah. Um, so, anyways, in, in uh, you know coincidence, he happens to see this periodic table. Yeah. Um, on the back of her shirt. To get them out of trouble. Okay, so I've heard in screenwriting that when you're writing a story, 
it's okay if a if a series of coincidences gets somebody into trouble. That's good. It's not okay if you have coincidences get somebody out of trouble because then there's no need for the character to put forth any effort, right? right? right. So that's the kind of thing that bothers me sometimes. It's like I'm fine with coincidences putting somebody in trouble. I don't like it when coincidences happen to get them out of trouble. Yeah. You know, certain yeah. things like that. I would have preferred more. This wasn't too bad, though. Um, I would have preferred if he just saw a chart in the classroom, but he had a period, she had a periodic table on her shirt, and he looks at it, and he sees that two down and one over to the right from carbon is arsenic, and we're carbon-based life forms, so our natural poison is arsenic. And so he's like, if you do that same thing for nitrogen, because these aliens were nitrogen-based, you go two down and one over to the right, it's uh, it's selenium. So that must be their natural poison. And as everybody knows, selenium uh, selenium sulfide is one of the main active ingredient in heads and shoulders. Now, you were telling me that that wasn't always the case. Correct. So what was that? Um, they basically used this movie as kind of a jumping point for it, you know, that uh, for the... Uh, the added addition of the selenium because yeah. it originally didn't have it, but it was like they the extra strength stuff apparently has it in there because it actually says it on the front of the bottle. I'd always assume that all head and shoulders have selenium. That's the whole thing with dandruff. You know, that's how to stop dandruff. So I just always assumed that it was um, it had always it, been burn it or off, whatever. Yeah. But you know, they could have used that commercial at the end with Sean William Scott, David Duchovny, and Orlando Jones, and you mm-hmm. know. To, to allow their head and shoulders to be used, they could have used that actual commercial they filmed for the movie to use in an actual commercial. That would have been cool. Yeah, but, and watch none of them have dandruff. Yeah. So they come up with this great idea to fill up a fire truck with tons of head and shoulders and to spray the aliens with it. Uh, napalm starts, so they have to um, abandon that idea. Well, half-heartedly. And the alien grows to the sides of like a sports arena. They said that it would be too hard to actually make it more look more humanoid. So that's why they kind of made it look back what it originally looked like. Right. So basically in this plot is that when you when you introduce that fire, what it does is basically it grows this, this single cell form like it was when it started, when it was microscopic, but it's the size of a sports arena, Correct. single cell Correct. type of thing. And, you know, and it's starting to split because these things reproduce by mitosis. So it's starting to split. So they got to stop it before these arena size alien things spread all over the world and there's no stopping them. Right. So they take the fire truck. They find the alien butthole, the giant butthole, (laughs) and he gets shoved up there. And uh, (laughs) and uh, and it really is a butthole. It is is kind of a revenge for Orlando Bloom's character. I was about to say that because early in the movie that when they sneak into what the government has taken over their original dig site. Um, one of the bugs gets in his suit and it eventually goes up his butt because, I mean, that's 90s humor, right? What well, goes, yeah, it goes from his leg, and the it's front hilarious. of his leg, under his skin to up his butt somehow? Okay, yeah, I don't even know. I think it went inside somehow first, but then, yeah, once they got him laid down, they're, you know, like, we're going to have to take, like, don't take my leg, don't take the, and they're like, oh, it's heading towards his, his penis. He's like, take the leg, take the leg. His testicles, they did say did testicles. Did they say testicles? Yeah. yeah, that's when he was like, take the leg, but he was, <laughs> he was all over that. But yeah, so, and then it eventually went up his butt, because, I mean, that's what you do in the 90s. Things up the butt were hilarious. <laughs> and farting and Did you hilarious. know, I mean, I can, I, I can probably sit down and think of a lot of things that have to do with it's funny to go in the butt because you know 
I don't know. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> but um, so anyways, he had to do that. And he even said uh, before he went up there, he's like, I got some revenge, you know, to get or whatever he said. But um, basically, uh, they get it in there. They start spraying it. It blows up in like some of the worst CGI blown up monster <laughs> thing I've ever seen. You know what I, I, I watched yesterday? What? That reminded me of the way the that thing ends. blew up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, but you know what? You know what <laughs> reminded me of this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we finished that. Let's talk about other stuff. Okay. Well, what did it remind you? Well, I watched uh, Blade One yesterday, right? Oh. And so at the beginning, where he when he sti- or what, not the beginning, but when he sticks the the liquid that makes him yeah. blow up. That reminded me of the exact type of CGI that it was used. That's why I like Blade 2, and most people like Blade 2 more, because the story was better and the CGI was slightly better, or at least more believable. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That, the Blade was good, but yeah, the, the whole blowing up effect that does make... Cause that, that was horrible. Back when they were trying to get... That was like, like spawn-level CGI because it came out at the same time. Because when they were trying to blow it up, it was like drops of... They were trying to get the CGI drops of goo, and it just yeah. didn't, didn't look right. And the whatever. blood, like, you see him walking off and just blood sprays up real quick and then drops you know yeah so uh let's see one up each other's butts um that's where we should end the episode i, I think it would have made more sense for stifler's character to start smoking because yeah. it never really showed that harry was a smoker but you or could have made out that sean william scott was maybe an occasional smoker maybe kind of played it up with his firefighting thing or whatever yeah. and it would make sense for him to flick a match across the classroom I know that he's a geologist and not a biologist, but he's still a scientist. Why would he just light up a match and just try to throw a, yeah, or light yeah. up a cigarette and throw a match in the sink and miss the sink or whatever? Right. But it just made it would have made more sense for Sean. I don't know. And I know that's not a big deal, but that's just one of the things that popped out to me. Um, yeah. And let's see, one up each other's butts. I already have that. <laughs> End the episode. So uh, I got to go over the four humors. Now, now I think every time we have a cast where there's a group of four people, because you made me do Ninja Turtles, now I'm always going to be comparing them to the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So <clears throat> I have my list of Ninja Turtles here for, uh, this is how I, I named him, Mulder, Julianne Moore. Stifler and Orlando Jones. I don't know. I didn't know their... I couldn't remember their character names. And, uh, you know, Mulder's always going to be Mulder and Stifler's always going to be Stifler. So, yeah. So, who would you put as the Ninja Turtles on that? Leonardo, Orlando Bloom, or Landon Jones, uh, David Kukovny, Raphael, uh, Sean William Scott, Michelangelo, and then Donatello is Julianne Moore. Okay. So, I have Donatello and Michelangelo the same. Obviously, Julianne Moore is the smart one, reserved calm all that kind of stuff donatello uh michelangelo that's stifler he's he's an extrovert but he's he's not got much cares in the world he's pretty funny pretty uh happy guy and everything um i put leonardo as Mulder, um and rafael's or as orlando jones because orlando jones is more explosive and he gets a lot more angry throughout the movie whereas Mulder's pretty kind of chilled and he is a leader and stuff, and he thinks about yeah. what's right and what's wrong. Whereas Orlando Jones is always just yelling and always like just but but then I look at explosive thing. Uh, Orlando Jones being more the responsible adult in a way, where Leonardo was kind of more the responsible adult, where where Raphael was more of. You know, he was he wasn't jokey, kind of like Donatello and Mikey are. You know what I mean? But so he wasn't really jokey. So it was like. Well, it doesn't really have to do with maturity. It's more just. About- I, I know, but what I'm saying is, 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 it's just kind of hard to see David Duchovny because he's just like, I don't really care, you know, pretty much. It's more just like about their their personalities, and I think if we take it back to okay, who's the extrovert and introverts? Well, 
the introverts are going to be the extroverts is definitely going to be sean william scott he's going to be one of them and i think orlando joan is more an extrovert he's a coach he talks to these people talks to that whereas you know david Cudney is more kind of laid back i don't know i, th- I guess you could see it either way i just the reason i picked Raphael for orlando jones is because he was just so explosive he was always angry uh and uh and emotional you know but i guess Mulder could get that way sometimes too yeah so um Anyways, those are the four humors that I do. I'm glad we uh, talked about this movie a little bit. It doesn't take much. I, I really breezed through the plot because, you know, it's it's not a fantastic movie, but it's a fun movie. You yeah. know, if you have fun putting tremors on or, you know, certain movies like that where, you know, it, I will say there's not much return, you know, much returnability i guess mm-hmm. I don't know, or rewatchability i think is what we call we call it if you watch it once and never saw it again you'd be fine okay uh if you watched it once enjoyed it you might watch it again but it's not something like you'll think about like every so often like oh i need to watch that it's something that you know might pop up or you're you know you're scrolling through you're like yeah oh, man evolution i haven't seen that in a while Right, and then you start watching it, and it's fun and everything. Oh, I love the, the movie, and I'll, I'll play it every once in a while just because it was such a good movie. You know. Yeah. Um. Alrighty. So, are you ready to play Five Degrees on the PCPs? Okay. All right. So, our standout actor for this movie was Orlando Jones. Okay. <clears throat> and I am going to shuffle this now to. Uh, pick sorry to pick an actor to link them to all right ready which one okay mel gibson Mm. so we are going from orlando jones to mel gibson Uh, you can't you can't look up imdaba you gotta do it all out all off of here okay so Orlando Jones to Mel Gibson. There'll be a lot of quietness here. Let's see. Yeah. <clears throat> I got it. I got it in three. <clears throat> He's been in a few that have a lot of big actors you could probably go through. Oh, okay. I used this movie for Orlando Jones, by the way. Okay. Okay. Uh, How many you got? Wait, wait, wait. Let me think. Let me think. think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually pretty good on this one. You got it, or are you just trying to count how many degrees you got? I'm just trying to think. So, you want me to tell you what I got? So, I got... uh, Orlando Jones was in Evolution with Ted Levine. Ted Levine was in uh, Silence of the Lambs with Jodie Foster. And Jodie Foster was in Maverick with Mel Gibson. And that's three. That's good. That's the way the three that I did off of or whatever. Because I was like sitting there thinking, I'm like, I know that there's a Jodie Foster thing that should link somehow. And then we talked about Silence of the Lambs too. Well, I was trying to go backwards with like Mel Gibson and like Joe Pesci from... Lethal Weapon, and then I was trying to think, what was he in yeah. with? 
or uh, Donald Glover or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the way I try, the, the easiest way I've found to do it is to take the one that you know least about. So in this case, it would be Orlando Jones. And I'm like, well, we just got done with this movie, so that's typically the easiest or whatever. Yeah. But I try to find it because, like, Mel Gibson, I'm like, he's been in a lot of movies. I'm sure I could link it somehow or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, <clears throat> so that was today's game of Five Degrees on the PCPs. Um, and I enjoy playing that even if anybody doesn't, so. Or somebody else doesn't. Yeah, I like it. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, uh, do you have anything else to say about this movie? What was your favorite part of the movie? Mm. We always talk about that. Um, my favorite part of the movie was probably when they're in the the Mom. uniforms. Oh, you know, oh yeah, and, and they're trying to sneak in. And he's like, he's like, why do you get to be the colonel? Because I was a colonel. <laughs> he's like, don't get used to this when he has to open the door and yeah. everything. I like him dancing in the elevator yeah. going down and everything. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I like the mall. Yeah, um, that was always fun. And Sean William Scott, like he goes in there, and he's like, I'm, he's gonna kill those those things, and that thing pops up on the filter, and he's like, okay, <laughs> he just walks off. <laughs> yeah, or the way that they treat him in the tire movie, like he's just like, like I thought they could have treated him worse though. They yeah, just like kind of let him tag along a little bit. Like, well, not even them. It was just like everybody else in that town, like like the people. <laughs> You know, uh, I would expect you would know what to do with a wet towel. Uh, oh, yeah. Pool guy, manager, yeah. you know. Yeah, poor, poor Stifler. Poor Stifler. I, I feel like he's a character they, that they could have just really just given him a lot of crap. They, like, you know, them two being scientists, they could have really made him look stupid yeah, talking exactly. about science or whatever. They could have badmouthed him a lot more than they did. And I think little nuances like that maybe would have made a better movie or something. I'm not right, sure. Right, right, right. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we're on all social media at The Post Credit Podcast, uh, except for Twitter, we're at The Post Credit. Our email address is thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website, it's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com, and we're on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next week for My Best Friend's Wedding. <laughs> and throw me up My Best Friend's Wedding.